hope you guys can hear me okay. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to drboycetv.com, the home for intelligent black people. <clears throat> now, today we're going to talk about cryptocurrency. We're going to talk about Bitcoin, uh, what's going on uh, in the world of not just Bitcoin, though, but with all the cryptos across the board, blockchain, everything else. And uh, today, uh, our guests to discuss this important topic are the, the brothers, they call themselves the crypto, the crypto gentlemen, right? Is that correct? The gentleman, the, gentleman, of crypto. No, the, gentleman the gentleman of crypto, the gentleman of crypto, GOC. Okay. All right. So the gentleman of crypto, uh, King Bless and Isaiah Jackson. How you doing today, brothers? Doing awesome. Thank you. Doing great, All right. Brother. Good to see you, man. I appreciate uh, both of you coming in here. And uh, by the way, King Bless, is that a nickname or is that your name name? Uh, the last name I changed. Yeah. You want to know oh. the dark past behind it or are we going to keep pushing? <laughs> uh, you know what? We're we going to get to that. Let, let's get to that at some point. I, I like it, though. I, well, you know, King Bless, those are two good words to put together. Uh, so I'm glad that you're blessed. I know you're blessed. I know how smart you are. Uh, so everybody that comes in, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. So uh, let's let's just jump in right in and get started. So uh, I'm going to start with you, Isaiah. Um, what's the biggest thing that you've seen this week in terms of uh, what's going on in the world of crypto that we should all know about? Uh, so the biggest news story I would say this week uh, has been the uh, adoption of Bitcoin to MasterCard, uh, simply because that takes us to the second stage of money. Uh, Bitcoin is a reliable store of value. 100% of people who have bought Bitcoin are in profit. But to get to that next stage of money, which is a medium of exchange, you need an infrastructure like a Visa, like a MasterCard to be able to process those payments and MasterCard being able to provide crypto payments to over 30 million merchants in the world is something big to talk about because no longer can people say, hey, I can't take my Bitcoin and go uh, buy a coffee. Uh, now you can't. So now that that argument is pretty much, you know, getting to a point where it's over, I think that's huge news. And we're seeing this money grow uh, uh, more progressively all, over time. Okay, so how how does that work exactly? If I if I because I, I own Bitcoin and I have a Mastercard, how do I how would I end up getting the two on the same page? Oh yeah, so if you have a Mastercard, depending on what uh, account you have, any account that allows you to get that Mastercard or to get a Visa, the Bitcoin in that exchange you can spend it. And what that means is, if you have Bitcoin on let's say PayPal, if you have Bitcoin on uh, some other exchange where they issue a card. You can actually spend it and spend the crypto directly. So for those who don't want to spend it, that's fine. But for those who do, you can. Um, and that's the options of a free money system, which is good to see. OK, so so the merchant that I'm using with my MasterCard with, like if I go to the grocery store, if they don't if they don't want to deal with Bitcoin, I can't. that's not applicable to this. Right. It's more so nope. like PayPal where PayPal says you can do transactions in Bitcoin with your MasterCard, that kind of thing. Correct. Anywhere MasterCard is accepted. Anywhere Visa is as well. Mm -hmm. And, and crypto, right? And Bitcoin, right? right? Well, now Bitcoin's money. accepted everywhere. That Mastercard mm -hmm. and Visa is, and that's how big that is. Is that in an instant because Bitcoin is reliable as a store of value, we're moving to medium of exchange, and that's a that's a great place to be because that makes it more of money in people's eyes. Even though Bitcoin is has been money for a long time. Mm, okay. All right. So, uh, so King Bless, uh, let me ask you the same question. Uh, what what's captured your eye this week in the uh, world of crypto? Uh, so definitely, like you said, the Mastercard. Uh, also, Uber. Uber is huge for years. I couldn't figure out why at the very least they wouldn't at least accept Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. Now they're actually exploring that. Uh, so I think that's big news. I've been uh, using Uber for years now. I continue to use them. I know a lot of people in SoCal use them. So I think that would definitely help their bottom line uh, raise awareness about Bitcoin. And then kind of going back to the MasterCard thing, one of uh, big parts about all of this is where people saw this technology going. You can keep hearing about blockchain technology. It's going to be on the back end of all this stuff. So 
if you can use MasterCard or Uber, you can buy and pay with things in cryptocurrency. You might not even actually have to uh, understand Bitcoin or cryptocurrency or see the front end of all that happening because now all these developers are on the back end making all this stuff compatible and work with everything. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, the infrastructure, I mean, obviously that's that's critical, right? Because uh, you need that. Yeah, you know, like um, I think Jeff Bezos was uh, doing a really great presentation about going into space, and he had this really unique idea of building artificial planets. You know, he was like, "Why, why should we go to these planets with these uncomfortable, crazy environments and try to live there? And instead, just build a planet." And I was like, "What does that look like?" And the prototype was insane. It was like massive, but he was saying you could control the weather, you could create beaches and mountains and whatever you wanted. And, uh, and and one of the things that he said that, that I thought about was he said, you know, look, this is not something we're, we're able to do. We're not going to do this, but we can build the infrastructure. You know, we build the roads to space, so to speak, so that the next generation can actually start building on top of that infrastructure. Like he said that Amazon, uh, Amazon could have been built without the postal service you know, already being in place. Right. So it, it seems to me that uh, when you talk about this infrastructure piece, that's where it seems like the big play or one of the big plays is in crypto you know, the blockchain itself and, and all related technologies. So uh, let's talk about infrastructure a little bit. I've heard good things about the Ethereum network, that the Ethereum network is one of the strongest. Would you agree that the Ethereum network is is kind of out there in terms of being at the top of the, of the food chain? Uh, because I'm wondering with all these different currencies, uh, how many of them are going to survive and which ones are going to fail? Ethereum is definitely one of the top of the food chain. Uh, one, because of time in the game. They were one of the longest cryptocurrencies in the game. Uh Two, I mean, they technically not formally, but like informally, they're kind of backed by the Russian president because <laughs> Putin loves uh, Vitalik Buterin as far as the U.S. government loves him. But my thing with Ethereum right now, we actually just talked about this recently, is the high gas prices, the fees that you need to transact on Ethereum, uh, which in and in, in of itself isn't a terrible thing. It's a technical issue that can be solved that they're working on. Uh, but right now with competitors coming out, the thing is, hey, will Ethereum with its market share continue to be the best or will those like Cardano, which is supposed to be the Ethereum killer or uh, Polkadot or some of these other uh, type of cryptocurrencies in the same space take over. So I think right now Ethereum has a market share. It has a community behind it, has a lot of great developers uh, and they have that hit start. So I think they're good for now. But uh, in a couple of years, if they don't actually fix that scaling problem, then they may see some issues. Mm, OK. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, Isaiah, did, did you want to add to that? Yeah, I was just going to say as a utility. Yes, King is right. They do have to fix the scaling issues. We actually saw a business go out of business because they were using Ethereum and the gas fees were too high for them to continue running. So when the price of increase when the price of Ethereum increases, gas fees go up. So if the price does keep increasing and less uh, decentralized apps can be built and less smart contracts can be executed, then Ethereum doesn't have much use case. And that's the only thing I'm worried about. They do have to figure out scaling. They do have to figure out gas fees and they do have to be honest and let people know that they have a pre-mine to people who started in Ethereum early. Uh, this is not the original Ethereum blockchain. Uh, it was actually forked off because of a hack, a $150 million hack back in 2015 uh, or, or 2017. Uh, so this isn't even the original Ethereum. So again, as far as risk management goes, uh, it is a speculative coin. Uh, you can't make money from it, but as a project close to Bitcoin, not really, but it is second in market cap and that seems too big to fail. Mm, okay. Uh, everybody who just came in, I'm speaking with uh, the gentleman of crypto and uh, they actually have a, a YouTube platform and some other platforms as well. And uh, King Bless is uh, one of the brothers in Isaiah Jackson. Uh, please hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. Uh, we're gonna, so we're going to keep talking about crypto and what's going on now. 
Uh, I'm gonna tell you all this, man. I, I am really excited right now because um, I know my my I, I have a lot of different cryptos, but I know my Bitcoin's been on fire. I think Bitcoin's gone up to 28 this week, and uh, the uh, well, which is actually the, the the bulk of the month. I think it had a tough month, but this week has been on fire. What are some factors? Uh, and I'll start with you, King. What are some factors that are driving the massive growth in the price of Bitcoin uh, as of late? Uh, you mentioned Mastercard. Um, it, oh, and uh, and also, I'd love for you guys to also maybe talk a little bit about Nigeria as well. I know Isaiah, you mentioned that, so I'd love both of you can please chime in on that. Um, start with you, King. Go, go ahead, bro. Okay, uh, and real quick, I saw one of your commenters, Brandon Travis, said gas fees can be handled by Loop Ring and uh, ZRX. True, I'm in the Loop Ring as well. It's basically a side chain that's supposed to help with scaling. So they're right about that. And I think March 10th or 15th, it was in Loop Ring. It's actually going to be full on, um, you know, be, be able to work. But uh, the thing that I think that's driving the price to answer your question, uh, Bitcoin Zay was just on Fox News twice the last couple of weeks talking about it. Bitcoin versus Tesla. He, uh, you know, he had a discussion with Gerber Kawasaki and it looks like Bitcoin came out on top. I think that is the main thing driving the price. Elon Musk had put the B next to his Twitter handle. He's screaming out Bitcoin. He put that one point five billion dollars down on Bitcoin. He actually bought. Uh, and he's been screaming out Dogecoin, another cryptocurrency. So he's bringing a lot of eyes. I think he has 45 million followers on Twitter. He's bringing a lot of eyes into the space, and the, as well as uh, the Michael Sayers event, which I'm sure uh, Bitcoin's they would talk about. Okay, oh, so yeah. uh, so uh, let, let's stick with Elon for a second, and then and then I want I definitely want to move to Nigeria and Dogecoin. I mean, you, you brought up the, an interesting word there. Um, I'd like to get your thoughts on this. So uh, Isaiah, you were talking about uh, Nigeria. And, uh, and I guess I'm, I'm interested because I'm, I'm one third Nigerian. I, I found that on my DNA test. So what's going on in my home country uh, right now regarding crypto that, that we should all be paying attention to? Well, in your home country, what has happened is a Nigerian senator came out today and said that the Naira is essentially valueless and useless because so many people are using Bitcoin. And I think that when he said that, that was in complete truth. The uh, Nigerian government actually banned Bitcoin last week. And I believe uh, after that happened, he explored it as well as others. And he came out and said to himself, we can't ban it. We don't know what we can do to actually ban it because too many people use it. And in Nigeria, they have the third most uh, trading volume in the world. So what that means is this won't be the last country that realizes we can't tell our people not to use Bitcoin because what happens? The price increases. Prohibition does not work. Uh, so in Nigeria, what you're seeing is you're seeing a lot of young people who are moving towards Bitcoin. Uh, using uh, more cryptocurrency and they're pushing back against the Naira. Again, NSARS happened and those groups could not get funded. How did they get funded? With Bitcoin. And when you can't have a money system that can't be stopped uh, in Nigeria, that's how you have basically a senator throwing his hands up like, I don't know what we can do. And it's it's mm. kind of great. It's kind of great to see when you've been in this space so long and we've been trying to remind people that if you have a new money system coming, the governments who were in control, their power is gone once the money system is gone. That's the only thing that funds them. So he literally was throwing his hands up like we can't do anything about this and we can't really ban it. So uh, I think that helped drive the price. I think Elon Musk helped drive the price. Michael Saylor, his meeting with, uh, you know, thousands of CEOs, including Tesla CFO. Uh, I think all of that at the same time is pushing the price and will only continue if we see more of the same. More corporations buying, more people trying to ban it. Price is still gonna go up because it's more demand. Mm. Okay, so King uh, King Bless, I'm I'm curious. So okay, so the Nigerian government, according to Isaiah, they they, they haven't thus far been able to ban the use of Bitcoin. Um, wh what about the United States? Could they do it? And would they would they try 
Could they do it? And is it a matter of simply them figuring out eventually how to do it? Um, I, you know, when I hear about governments banning something, and I agree with what Isaiah said, that um, that prohibition does increase the price of something on the black market. But it almost seems like if you make something toxic enough, you can kind of kill the market altogether. Um, you know, if you say, look, if you get caught doing anything with this particular thing, bad things are going to happen to you. Uh, remember, the government has the guns and the soldiers and the tanks and, you know, all that stuff. So what do you think, King? I mean, do you think that's um, that's a win for Bitcoin that they tried to ban it and couldn't? Or do you think that that means that, that other governments might follow suit and it could be worse? I think it's a win that they tried to ban it and couldn't. And I do think the United States, they won't try to ban Bitcoin because it's just too glaring out there. I mean, it just goes against our values, like just black and white. Uh, but they will uh, definitely try to ban or control some of the ancillary things around Bitcoin in the market. For example, wallets. Um, they put it in the bill and they took it out as quickly as they did. But the first stimulus package, the pandemic relief package, the first one, they were considering giving everyone their money, uh, their stimulus, 600, whatever it was, in digital dollars using a digital wallet. So they already have it built. It's already made. They decided not to do it, but it was in the original bill. Uh, so that's what I think they're going to do. They're going to say, if you don't own or use these type of wallets we tell you about, you can't transfer crypto or Bitcoin if you're not using the CBDC. So they won't say we ban Bitcoin. They say, if you're not using the CBDC, we're just not accepting it or acknowledging it. I think those are some of the ways they'll go about banning Bitcoin itself. Mm, interesting. Oh, okay. yeah. And it's oh, interesting, right, right. Dr. Boyce, you said, uh, you know, the we have the people with the men with the guns and the army. What happens when the men with the guns have Bitcoin? Uh, that's <laughs> the problem people don't understand. You have one sitting right here, King. He's in the Navy. Uh, we He has plenty. <laughs> I mean, that's what people don't understand is that the power that uh, people seem to have leaves once the money system changes and the emperor sort of has no clothes but yeah i, I think that mm. for the most part if the u.s was going to do something it would take propaganda sort of what we're seeing now with janet yellen saying hey bitcoin's used for illicit activities wrong 0.3 percent of activity is used for illicit activity that's that's mm. less than cash that's nothing so mm. that's a, that's a lot you'll see propaganda i guarantee you'll see propaganda in the next few years uh there was uh, uh child uh trafficking Pay for with Bitcoin. If you use Bitcoin, you must support child traffickers. Terrorism. I can, Bitcoin. <laughs> I can guarantee you a terrorist attack. Funded with Bitcoin. Why are you using Bitcoin? Terrorists use it. Uh, China. Our economy is collapsing, and China owns most of the Bitcoin. If you don't uh, use our currency, then you must love China. You must be. <laughs> and this happened before. This has precedent. When gold became too valuable, the banks issued Executive Order sixty one hundred two, made people turn their gold in, and what they used as the propaganda was, hey. Our economy's failing because everybody's hoarding gold. No, the economy was failing because it's failing and they're trying to save themselves with gold. Luckily, you can't do that with Bitcoin. So I can see that type of thing happening. But all you need is an educated audience. That's it. And once people realize that yeah, that's that's not real, that's dumb, that's just FUD. Uh, it takes some time, but I think we're getting close and I, I don't think they can actually defeat it. So they're going to make money off of it and maybe wow. accept ta tax payments in Bitcoin because I think yeah. that's the only way governments are going to be able to get their hands on it. Mm. Okay. Well, everybody, I want to make sure you know who I'm talking to. I'm speaking to uh, Mr. Isaiah, Isaiah Jackson. I was going to say Isaiah Washington, but that's the actor. Isaiah Jackson and King Bless, uh, the Gentleman Crypto, that's their, their platform. Uh, they're on YouTube. So everybody, make sure you go find them, support them, uh, follow these brothers. And uh, also, um, I, I've, share, I've shared with you guys my, my crypto portfolio. If you want to go take a look and see what I own and what I bought, um, I, what, I, what I do is I know I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. And so with crypto, crypto is such a um, a special culture, that, that that whole space. 
it's a culture that requires you to be dedicated to really know everything that's going on. And so uh, what I appreciate about guys like yourself and, and other men and women in that space is uh, these are the people I talk to, you know, when I'm trying to figure out what's really going on and where to put my money. Um, I, I talk to experts, uh, you know, and I think that by and everybody who's listening, the first step toward being smart is to know uh, when you can talk to smarter people and to never be the smartest person in the room when it comes to solving a particular problem. So let me ask you this. So speaking of smart, I want to talk about uh, this Dogecoin situation. Uh, Dogecoin, from what I, I've gathered, tell me, tell, please tell me if I'm wrong. From what I've gathered, Dogecoin is worthless. But it's like a fun little stunt. Everybody's, you know, Snoop Dogg. I think I don't know if y'all saw Snoop Dogg had the little little doggy dog. Thing. Yeah. No, I sold when I saw him. I sold as soon as I saw it. <laughs> you, know, you, you, you sold. You sold as soon as you saw it. Sold as soon as I saw it, and I'm a happy person right now. So I'm just waiting for the dip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's almost like a little game that doesn't have as much to do with investing as it does with just sort of this weird speculation. And um, so Elon Musk, uh, Elon Musk is kind of a, you know, he's a guy that takes some risks, which I love about him, but it's also caused him some problems. You know, if you remember, he almost went broke trying to start SpaceX. So, uh, you know, when people talk about investing in Dogecoin, I mean, is that even an investment or is that something that smart investors should just generally try to stay away from? This is not investment investment advice, by the way, everybody who's watching. But, uh, you know, I like your take on that. I'm actually pull up the picture of the Snoop Dogg. The Snoop Doge, uh, right now, and you guys can kind of see what that looks like. So Snoop Dogg put this on his uh, on his Twitter or his Instagram or whatever, and uh, everybody, I guess, got excited when he did that because I guess everyone just does whatever rappers tell them to do. So, uh, so what 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 do you guys think? Should we quit messing with Dogecoin or 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 have some fun with it? What do y'all think? My take is have fun with Dogecoin. So the thing about Dogecoin and, and any other cryptocurrency, you don't need two people to use it peer to peer. So in that sense, Dogecoin does work. If I send you some Doge, you will receive it. And you can switch it to Bitcoin and then switch it to cash or whatever. So that actually does work. Now, as far as it being like the next big thing or everything, like the, the amount of Dogecoin out there and the amount that they print is just it's too high. But what we do see happening right now is just the community around the Dogecoin rally. And like a lot of people know Dogecoin are, is on a ton of video games, like some of the more popular games, Call of Duty. They have like a little charm you can get for your guns, your weapons. Uh, and it's like three or four other games. They have Dogecoin artwork and all this other stuff. So it's in the space where kids can see it and it's a very low price point. So when these kids, TikTok and all that stuff come online and they're seeing all these high prices, they see Doge is low. With that being said, Doge already had a crazy pump right now. It should not be seven or eight cents at all. Uh, and I think Snoop Dogg came on, did the Snoop Doge. The price was at like 0.082 or three. And I was like, all right, this is good. Like I remember 2017 when the celebrities came out, this was the sign for me. Short term, it was a good sign. But uh, as far as long term now, with all that being said, investing, I would say no. Trading, I would say yes. Because if you trade it, you can catch some pump and dumps on it. And it may continue to rise. I think we might actually see it go to 10 cent, 12 cent. And because of the frenzy around it, especially if institutions keep pumping in, Long term, after that 10 cent price, even though it makes no sense from a trading point of view, uh, people will just look at the price point and say 10 cent, I'm going to buy it. They don't know any other fundamentals about it. They will say 10 cent, I'll buy it. So because of that, I can see it continue to rise in price. But I think for the short term right now, unless Bitcoin does 55K, uh, 56K, we may have seen the end of the Doge pump in the short term right now, next uh, few weeks to a couple months. Mm. Isaiah, yeah. you, do you think that the Doge? I, I feel I, 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 I've been watching Doge for a while, and I feel like the Doge pump and dump is over. I, I feel like 
it's almost like uh, when you look at Wall Street bets, the Reddit forum. We were talking about this this morning. It's almost like they are um, uh, almost like uh, you can almost define them to be without using without it sounding so negative, financial parasites, right? And, and, and what where am I going with this? Well, uh, it's not to be negative or disparaging, but it's like a parasite will go from host to host and drain from the host and then move on to the next one after it's done. You know what I mean, right? So it's basically. Like they're just going in and they're like, okay, we're going to go. Here's the stock for this week. We're going to go in here, pump that sucker up, make our money and move on. Right. We're going to hit it and quit it, you know? And, uh, and the problem with that though, is people get there late to the party and they lose money because they're buying when the price of Doge is is seven, eight cents, you know, per coin when really they started the pump and dump when it was a penny. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're making money off of you. They're making money off the people that get there late. So I, I think with those pump and dumps, um, I, you know, I, I guess it's, it's like if you can get in there early enough and you're lucky enough, it can work out. But but a lot of people get unlucky. A lot of people lose a lot of money. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what are your thoughts on on uh, on uh, Doge, uh, Isaiah? Do you think that this whole pump pump and dump on Doge is pretty much over? Uh, yes, I do. But Doge has been known to pump pretty much anytime there's a bull market. If you look at the chart, it's literally just peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. So. Uh, yeah, I think it may be done for now. However, that's the case. It just pumps every now and then. You should be used for kids. It should be like play around. If you saw Elon Musk with Bitcoin, he bought a billion and a half dollars. With Dogecoin, he gave it to his son. That's how it should be treated. Dogecoin uh-huh. is a joke coin. Give it to your kids. Let them play around with it. Send it. Uh, but it's not a long-term investment whatsoever. And also, just to hit on the point uh, you were saying uh, after that, um, the fact that there are people who, buy, or who are buying at the top and losing money, uh, what you see in crypto, there are telegram groups where they tell each other. About to go there. This coin. Yeah, there are telegram groups where they get together whales. They have a certain amount of Bitcoin. This this coin is super low. We're going to pump it. And then once the pump happens, the news comes out. And then when we all know it's too late once you see the news. The problem, though, is we look down on them for doing that when CNBC does the same thing. They collude together. They buy stocks at the lowest price. They get the IPO accredited investors. They can get in first. And then when the stock pumps the holy hell, CNBC comes on and says, hey, buy Ripple at $3. Or hey, buy Bitcoin at 18000 They do the same thing. So that's what how markets work. First, first movers make the money. The people late to the party, you miss it. And the people that buy at the top in crypto, I feel sorry because it's not like stocks where you may lose 10, 20%. You can lose 99%. Like <laughs> that's how far down a lot of these will go. That's why we tell people that, that the safest investment is Bitcoin and then other cryptocurrencies are speculative. But Dogecoin is one of those. You can make money, but it's probably over for now. Not saying it won't happen again. All right. Can I piggyback on that, Dr. Boyce? Please. Yeah. yeah so um, he spoke of the peaks and valleys, how they always have pumping up. So that is the thing about Doge, especially if someone feels like they're stuck in and they don't want to take a loss. Again, going back up to eight cent, only because it's at seven cent, I can see it happening at eight, nine, ten cent. Uh, I think that will happen after Bitcoin has to pump a few more thousand bucks because what happens is after Bitcoin gets another five, six, seven thousand dollar candle, then people will be like, all right, I can buy more Doge with it. So with all that being said, if you're in Doge, I would suggest just sitting on it, not paying no attention. You shouldn't have your life savings in there anyway. It should be like, you know, beer money type of deal. Uh, And then just make sure you watch the news. So when you do see a pump, you're that person selling it instead of that person saying, oh, my, let me go try to buy some now. And then you mentioned Wall Street bets. I'm glad Bitcoin's they brought it up. I was actually about to bring that up. You took it from me. Uh, Wall Street bets. People have no idea on the Telegram groups. There has been some pump and dump groups on Telegram for the crypto space for over five, four or five years now. 
who are mm-hmm. way bigger than Wall Street bets or around the same size or a lot of people in them that are manipulating the crypto market. So uh, I remember uh, 2017, the government came out and said they were doing $100,000, $150,000 rewards for these groups, whoever. <laughs> that yeah. failed miserably. But the point is, is like, yes, if you, you know, during a bull market, all these coins are on the pump one time after another. And that's because they actually are being manipulated. So that is important to know as well. Wow. So, so you are saying Dogecoin is a good investment because if you buy it too high, you're going to have to hold it for a few years. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like you're saying it's a good trade, not a good. But, you know, I mean, to that point, I, I guess um, it, it, I mean, information is everything. Right. If you are the person that has information, even if it's uh, worthless information, but it's information about what other people are going to do, mm-hmm. then it seems to me that you could benefit from that. Um, and I, I, I think it's. um. I, I, I would tell anybody that's looking into that type of stuff, be careful because it's, it's going to give you a stomach ache and you're going to be pissed off half the time. But then again, you know, maybe you hop in, maybe if you're not greedy, you know, maybe it's like drinking, right? Don't drink too much, just in, but enjoy the party. Uh, you know, that's fine. But uh, just be careful, everybody. I don't want you all to lose money. All right. So, by the way, everybody, I want to tell you who I'm talking to before I ask um, uh, the, the gentlemen who, uh, who are joining us today uh, to give their, give their final thoughts on what's going on with crypto. Uh, these brothers, are Isaiah Jackson and King Bless, are from the Gentleman Crypto. Uh, that's their platform. You can go take a look at that. Make sure you do that. Uh, feel free to uh, go support their platform. And uh, also, one day, uh, these brothers don't know it yet, but I'm going to invite them on Clubhouse. And we're going to have a Clubhouse conversation about crypto. Uh, and so if you want to follow me on Clubhouse, you can go to uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins. Just look it up on Clubhouse and uh, we'll get in and have a little audio conversation. I, I still don't understand why people don't realize Clubhouse is basically a Zoom meeting without video. Uh, but because you can do everything in a Zoom meeting that you do in Clubhouse, but I guess it's cool and trendy and you can go from room to room. Seems like that's that's one one interesting aspect. But either way, though, uh, that, that's what um, I am on Clubhouse. So feel free to follow me there. So um, uh, everybody also hit the thumbs up button. If you haven't hit the thumbs up button, please do that. So I want to ask you guys this question um, right now with with Bitcoin. Uh, I think we're hit, sitting about 48 K. Uh, it's uh, I feel from from my point of view that the rise of Bitcoin is an inevitability. That it's it's gonna, I don't, I mean, all indicators are pointing upward. It's just it's it's literally, um, it's it's literally like uh, free money at this point in my view. If you're investing in that, uh, so do you agree with that statement that Bitcoin that it can pretty much only go up, and uh, and also, what do you think Bitcoin will be at the end of this year? Well, if you had to make a guess, and then maybe we'll do a, like a New Year's Day type conversation and uh, compare right. our prediction to. What actually happened? So I'll start with you, uh, King Bless. Uh, what do you think, brother? Uh, was I right? And uh, how? What do you think is going to be at the end of this year? Well, so uh, I think Bitcoin can only go up in the long term. Um, in the short term, and short term for people could be two to three years, which we saw in 2017. You bought the top in 2017. You just waited two to three years to get some of your money back and to make profit. So if you're looking at 10, 15, 20 years, Bitcoin can only go up. If you're looking at the next six months to a year, then yeah, we might see it. Hit 53, 54,000 and literally just sink back down to 42, then maybe to 38, 37, 36, and then back up. Um, so long term, yes, I see it only going up. As far as the price prediction at the end of this year, everyone gets these wrong. I remember in 2017, uh, the whole community thought the uh, price high would be $5,000. Like literally everyone in the community said 5000 January 1st, 2017, it was 1000 And we saw that thing go up to almost 20000 Uh So this year saying that it is January, well, February again. We're essentially at 48,600 right now. I think it's possible. Uh, it is very possible to see a $75,000, $80,000 Bitcoin. 
Um, and I say that because these candles are just going to keep getting higher when the percentage swings swing. Five, ten percent in a few weeks might be a nine thousand dollar candle. Uh, but I don't think we'll settle on seventy five to hundred thousand. I don't think we'll settle that high at the end of the year. I think we'll sell between like seventy to eighty k tops. Okay, seventy. So okay. So uh, so King Bless didn't really nail himself down. He kind of gave himself a range. So <laughs> so we go we go split it in the middle. So your prediction is seventy five k. All right, seventy five k. Isaiah, uh, what, what, what was your prediction for Bitcoin at the end of the year? End of the year, Bitcoin is at two hundred thousand dollars. Woo! Two hundred thousand. I mean, it's, it's extremely and, possible. Yeah, Whoa. and I, I mean, I'm I'm literally going off of <clears throat> one chart that I've looked at a long time, the stock to flow model. Uh, if the stock to flow model is correct. We'll be looking at two hundred thousand dollars Bitcoin at the end of the year. Has been correct for twelve years. So you really only need one chart for people who you know look at charts all day. For Bitcoin, you only really need one if you're thinking long term. So that's the case. We'll be looking at two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars Bitcoin. That's why Citigroup came out and predicted three hundred K. That's why JP Morgan said one hundred forty-six K. I think the FOMO is going to get real in quarter four this year. After tax wow. season of March and during the summer, we may lag a little bit, but quarter four is is about to get real. So y'all work together. How does that make you feel, King? That your that your your prediction seventy-five and Isaiah's is, uh, is two hundred. Do y'all, do y'all argue about that? What are those arguments like? You see the school uniform conservative. I'm saying that my 75 he, he go too much. No, I mean, it, it, like you said, it's definitely possible. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned uh, that that stack of flow model too. I saw someone mention uh, TA as well. Like the, you know, you should be doing technical analysis, and somebody said that in your thing. One thing I want to remind people of though is like you can't really do a lot of TA in this space because the trends keep changing. This was the first year we saw the Chinese New Year not affect cryptocurrency because we're in a pandemic. Like you can go in the last 11, 12 years of charts and predict that. So I, I will caution that, um, you know, only looking at TA. Uh, but yeah, my thing is if Bitcoin gets 100, 150K, all those little ancillary things the government wants to do, I think they're going to start doing it and we might see that price start to get suppressed. That was my thoughts. Okay, so we got two hundred thousand from Isaiah, uh, seventy-five thousand from King Bless. My prediction is one hundred and eight thousand seven hundred and thirty-two dollars and fourteen cents. So right, very precise, very precise. So at the end of the year, New Year, let's say New Year's two thousand and uh, and twenty-one, <clears throat> we're gonna look at the price. I believe that I believe we are gonna hit a hundred thousand. Uh, I just I, I I feel like uh, to your your point, I just, I couldn't find a reason why Bitcoin would not go up. You know, I, I it's like especially um because I, I think I saw a report where they they actually stated something that I had actually we had actually talked about it actually here uh, where one uh, I think Kathy Woods company Ark Investing, which is really good at predicting things, they said they, something very basic that. Elon Musk buying all that Bitcoin is going to make other billionaires do the same thing because Elon's the leader. Elon's the richest man on earth. So like, okay, if he's doing it, then it must be great. And that way you're insulated against a bad decision. If it's a bad choice and you can be like, well, I mean, Elon did it. So, and everybody else did it. So it ain't my fault. Right. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is uh, actually um, in finance. It's what they call a herding theory. Mm -hmm. Frozen is Dr. Boyce. Yeah, I think it's a little frozen. Am I here? Am I okay, here? Okay, got you. Here we go. Okay, got you. yeah. Sorry about that. I got um, 
you know, the Wi-Fi. He, the teenagers in there playing video games. So, <clears throat> and it actually, actually, Call of Duty is my game, by the way. I'm, oh, I, yeah, drop that gamer tag. You know, I got you. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I, I sure will. I, I got, <clears throat> I got to go in there and find out what it is. So I'll send it to you, man. But, but yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think that Elon Musk, according to herding theory, basically, the reason people follow herds and packs is because. It, you know, there, there's safety in that. Like, if I just go with what everybody else is doing, even if I fail, nobody's going to isolate me and say, oh, you were a stupid CEO, you should be fired. But if I go in my own direction, this is why leadership is hard, right? You know, march to be your own drummer takes courage because if you go in your own direction and you fail, then everyone says, well, you failed because you did something different from what everybody else did. Well, really, you might have still made a good decision. You might have had a 70% chance of success. But if you land on that 30%, people are going to say, oh, that means you were stupid. So, Elon is a guy that I like because he'll take that 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 70, 30 odds or whatever. Like he'll just go in his own direction, even if it's a bad direction, uh, because he believes in it. So I think that Elon buying that Bitcoin is going to be huge. I think a lot of CEOs are going to follow. Um, I, if, if Apple jumps in on, on some meaningful level, it could be massive. But to your point earlier, I think you, you and I, King, were talking about Apple. And there's a concern Apple's very proprietary. They don't really... They're always like, well, how can we just do it ourselves, right? China's like that too. China and Apple, they tend to just take whatever you're doing and they make it themselves so they can keep all the money. So uh, I'm curious to see how that plays out. But anyway, that's my, my two cents on it. Um, I want to say thank you guys for for joining us and uh, adding so much value to the conversation. Uh, how can people uh, find the Gentleman Crypto? Just search for it on YouTube? Search for us on YouTube. In the description box, we have all our Twitter handles and all that good stuff as well. Okay, perfect. All right, I love it. All right, so there we go. The Gentleman Crypto, everybody go follow these brothers. They're very smart, as you can see. And uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us, uh, for you, uh, King and um, and Isaiah. Also, thank you, everybody who's uh, who's watching. And uh, and also, in case you're interested, we actually have financial workbooks and flashcards for kids. So if you want your kids to understand wealth, uh, then that is um, something that you can do as a parent that will make a difference in their life forever. Uh, in fact, every black man especially needs to understand investing in wealth because we, we can't spend our time chasing jobs. Uh, that's how you get oppressed. So don't sign your kids up for slavery. Sign them up for freedom. Let, teach them how to make some money. All right, so everybody, have a good day. Uh, God bless you. And uh, you guys, you can stay on for a second, and I'll, I'll just say goodbye to you uh, privately as well. Uh, we'll see you guys soon. Take care. Peace. All right, good job, guys.